up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright. I am joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how you doing? Steve, we are two weeks away from the NFL draft as we sit here on Thursday, April 14th. So I'm doing well. I'm ready, ready for mock drafts, ready for a now two first round pick Philadelphia Eagles since they made a trade with the Saints to pick up one next year. But I'm, Very interesting I'm all in. Yeah, I, I mean, interesting move. I think it was like robbery to to get what they got for what they traded. But yeah, yeah, I agree. And maybe that's why it happened now because the offer was so good. They did, you know, did usually you, you wait till like draft day or something. But they must have looked at the offer and be like, oh my god, <laughs> I can't pass yeah. this up. I was looking at it too because yeah, usually you think okay, you can trade back and get an extra first round pick in the previous next year, but it doesn't typically happen in the teens and the Eagles had 15, 18 and 19. I want to say before this. Um, yeah, I think so. Or no, 15, 16 and 19. So usually at that stage, you're not, you know, not too many people are clamoring to jump up into the top 15. Whereas top 10 picks, that's where you're getting people that want to move up. Um, so it was probably, you know, they'd love to do it draft day if they could, but when the, proposal came up ahead of, ahead of time you just couldn't say no yeah yeah it's a, it was an interesting move uh, it caught a lot of people off guard i'm sure yeah i think it definitely did catch a lot of people off guard yeah but uh to your point it's a fun time of the year the rookies coming up mock drafts are starting and we're going to go ahead and combine the two and do a rookie mock draft uh, we got a, a 12-team PPR mock. Uh, we're doing four rounds. It is a rookie mock, uh, so keep that in mind, Will. We're not snaking anywhere. Yes, uh, linear. Yeah, which which sucks for you because you are drafting <laughs> out of the 112. <laughs> um, yes. So all the bad players to Will. Yeah, voluntarily. I uh, only have – Steve and I don't have any draft picks in our co-owned team this year. Um, in my other league, I only have – picks toward the end of the rounds so figured it would be best for for myself practice wise to stay here and i would be nice and let steve get an, an early pick and, and feel good about all of these rookies that he's not going to see any of <laughs> for real do you have any any picks i didn't ask you in your other dynasty league uh, i left my other one oh, that's uh, right that's right yeah. Yeah, not, so not in the in the getting the fever to try to join a new one and now the 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 fear to do like the draft portion of it is, but just yeah. the upkeep portion of it, not so much. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a tough balance. This is a tough time of year when it's easy to look past the upkeep and, and look just to the draft portion and grab a team. Um, and then, and then, then the responsibility kicks in a few months later. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's, that's the tough part. Uh, but uh, with that out of the way, you ready to go ahead and get started? Yeah, let's get some rookies drafted here. Yeah, I don't really thought. I don't know how long this episode lasted last year, but this should be a pretty quick one. I would yeah, say. I don't think it's terribly long because we're only doing four rounds. I mean, yeah. we could you know touch on a couple of the guys that get drafted, you know, around us as well. If there's anyone we like or anyone we think is overdrafted or may go a little later, but all of this, you know, being pre-draft is pretty, pretty you know unknown at this time. Um, I'm not sure exactly where the guys are going to go. And I'm sure a lot will change as we get into, as they get landing spots and find their own homes. Yeah, 100%. Cool. Well, then let's go ahead and uh, we'll get the ball rolling here. I'll just, I'm sure Mr. Hall is going to go off first. 
and he does uh followed by garrett wilson going off with the 102 so i don't nothing surprises you i mean i know the 101 definitely didn't surprise you uh, any surprise with wilson being the 102 um i'd say maybe little you, you're i think most leagues you'll probably like in in I don't know if we specified, but this is a one QB leagues and not super flex. Uh, and in that format, I think most of the time you're going to see the running backs go. There's really only three that could be taken here ahead. Um, Kenneth Walker and, and Isaiah Spiller. Um, but I think it, a lot of the, the industry has been souring on Spiller a bit. Um, he, he seems like he's more... I mean, he should be a three down back, but I think he profiles, you know, to be more of a, a passing down than an every down back than the other two guys. Um, from what I'd seen, you know, he does got some size and vision, but he didn't have a lot of good yards after contact and his, you know, contact balance wasn't great. Um, whereas the other guys, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, kind of had the total package. I think Walker's really only question is catching and um, receiving and, didn't do a ton of that in in Michigan State, but doesn't usually do that. I think Brees Hall is kind of the the unless he goes to a horrible situation, it's he's the one guy I think that is a surefire. And I think he probably would be, you know, top two or three even in the last couple drafts. Like he is, he's like the total package. I think he's the only really can't miss pros, running back prospect in the draft, but. I would imagine you'll probably see Walker or Spiller go at the 102 um, as long as they get even a half-decent landing spot just because of how valuable running backs are here in rookie drafts. Yeah, and that's it it puts me kind of in a tough spot. Um, I'm I'm not really considering Spiller at this point for mostly all the reasons that you made there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just got some issues. You know, one that I think you didn't mention is, is some knack his decision making abilities, which if you're if you're not making good decisions, uh, as, as some feel at the college level, it's gonna be hard to do it at the NFL level when everything's faster and everyone's bigger. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of off on him. Uh, so it comes down to, to Traylon Burks and Kenneth Walker. And uh, here's so <laughs> Will, me and you were talking uh, prior about um, player comps, right? Um, Kenneth Walker, NFL.com has player comp to Willie Parker, another really? name that I've not heard in, in quite yeah, a while. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen his name as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were saying, uh, who was it? Oh, Drake London compared to, to mm-hmm. McCaffrey. Um, so a couple of interesting comparisons, but. It, I want to draft a running back because it makes the most sense. He's a running back. You can never have too many running backs. Uh, But I also, I I do like Traylon Burks. Um, He comps to AJB. Uh, He's just, he can do everything. Uh, Mm. He's strong. He's fast. He's just like your do it all guy. And he feels like a guy where we're like you said, you know, Hall outside of a disaster situation should be kind of bulletproof, kind of like a a Najee, um, Mm -hmm. a JT, um, Walker, I don't think is bulletproof. He can end up in a, a bad situation and not be what you would hope for at the one Oh three. And I think Traylon Burks is, I mean, no wide receiver is bulletproof. Um, obviously situations are horrible. You know, look at Jerry Judy the past few years. Yeah. Um, but I, I think he could plug into more situations easier. So I think going to go against my usual judgment and draft the wide receiver here to start. 
um, which is it's going to be tough because I'm not going to find running backs later in the draft. Yeah. But you know that's that's uh, what you do. You and, think and, if you're the third pick, you're more than likely a, a rebuilding team or a team that didn't make the playoffs and not like you're five and six. You're right at the edge. You're, you're probably a little further away from the playoffs. So. You know, if it's not that stud running back that you're just taking because the value is too good, your team maybe is better off going with a good young receiver that you hopefully can build around. Yeah, get the longevity of mm-hmm. the position. Um, but yeah, and, and to that point, you know, it is very uh, team dependent, as all of these picks will be, right? You know, if I traded up, it, you know, if I was in the championship game last year and I, I pulled off a trade to get to 103, you know, Maybe that changes my opinion, and I'm looking at Walker because I need another running back, or just because you know I could use a luxury. Uh, so, but that applies to everything in the conversation today. So we're gonna go ahead and lock in uh, Mr. Burks here and, and see what happens. Uh, okay, uh, some si- sound effects coming in from Sleeper. Yeah. Um, I don't know <laughs> what the wow was for. Um, Walker went at the 104, uh, London at the five, Spiller at the 106 there. Um, I do not know how to say this gentleman's name. Will Olave? Olave. Olave. Chris um, Olave. Then, yeah. At Ohio State. Then we got uh, Williams, Cook, Dotson, and Pickens there at the one eleven. So you are back on the clock. Yeah, and that's kind of the run of guys that you, the first round talent. James Cook, maybe he kind of profiles more as a receiving back. Great route running, great catching. It's fast. He's very easy. He can cut very well, but doesn't really have the size. Uh, doesn't have the power. One thing that I've noticed with a lot of the running back class here, the vast majority of them are older coming out. You don't have too many 20 or 21 year olds. A lot of them are 22 or even 23. So you have just, you know, a, a probably a shorter career span. And this is in a year or two off. Um, versus some of these running backs that, you know, come out early. And I'm sure there's guys that came out last year that are younger than most of the guys in this draft. So yeah, and you got to look at the contracts, right? Like, yeah, th- that uh, when you're older like that, that's someone you're looking to, to trade away, you know, the year before the last year was contract or something. Cause the second year contract, you know, it might not come and it might be with a different team. Like a lot of things change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at Todd Gurley, right? I, mean, I don't even know specifically where his age fell, but he is on top of the world and you get out, get out from him right before the contract right, or even right as he signed that contract, but year or two into that second contract. And he was, you know, just completely falling off. Yeah. Or, you know, a more, a recent comparison, it worked out for him, but like a James Mm -hmm. Conner. Yes. Pittsburgh didn't give him a second contract and he went into a timeshare. That could have been really messy. It worked out pretty well for him, but it could have been a disaster. So we'll see. Um, most, I think, um, most of the all, pretty much all the receivers that went, I think, makes sense to be the top three, seven receivers. Um, you're probably looking at um, Watson out of North Dakota State, Sky Moore out of Western Michigan, and then David Bell out of Purdue. If you look at the receiver position, um, I do think James Cook probably a little higher. Uh, I think there's a few running backs that make a little more sense than him here. The two guys that stick out to me. Not surefire guys like the top, you know, like Hall or, or most likely Walker and Spiller, but he has Zamir White out of Georgia. Um, he's a powerful back. He's a big back. He's fast. Does have really good vision. Um, the question on him, you know, there was some injuries that occurred. I, I know he was back and he was, you know, 
playing in, in the playoffs there and in the championship game. Uh, he tore his ACL like twice in his career yes. so far, right? Something yeah. Degree? I don't yeah, know if it was cool. the same ACL, but I know he did He did have a few injuries throughout his career that has derailed him. Now, the good thing about Georgia running backs is they, they do in, you know, if you do college fantasy, it's probably more of a pain, but they do rotate a lot of running backs there to try to keep them fresh uh, going into the league. So they don't have a ton of carries on them because they're usually using three or four running backs. <laughs> Each year, um, and, and even each game, you don't really see too many guys getting more than 10 carries in a game, which is good, you know, for their NFL careers. So, Zamir White, I think the only other knock, you know, was quickness that I saw and, and, and receiving ability. But a lot of that, you saw some guys, um, I don't think Nick Chubb really had, you know, much receiving at Georgia. I think Sony was more of the receiving back, actually, when they played together. But Nick Chubb has proved to be a fine receiving back. He's not the best, right? And you, you wouldn't think of him like that, but he does he does fine, and, and he's you know obviously a great runner. And you know we can hope that Zamir White can turn into a Nick Chubb. I don't think it's nearly a guarantee um, because Nick Chubb is one of the best running backs in the NFL. But Zamir White, I think, makes the most sense here. The other two running backs that are you know higher on my list is uh, Pierce out of Florida and Tyler Batty, uh, Beatty, I believe it is, out of Missouri. Um, Pierce, another big back. He has really good balance. You know, he's really good burst. He's a good pass protector. So that's huge in the NFL. That'll get you on the field early. Um, not the fastest, like top end speed, not the most elusive. Um, so maybe more of a, you know, two down back. Um, but if you're good at pass protecting, you'll at least be on the field on passing downs, which well, maybe you're not the target all the time, but you may get, maybe able to get more targets that way. And then Tyler Beatty out of Mizzou, good balance, uh, you know, and good receiving back. And I think if I remember reading correctly, he was one of the best ball security backs in the in the draft. He um had either one or no fumbles in 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 this entire last season. So he's one of the best with controlling the ball, and, and that'll keep you on the field. That's one thing as a rookie, you don't, you, you, that'll get you off the field quick if you're fumbling. I think the big knock on him was the size; he was smaller as well. So it would be the three of them, um, especially with the receivers gone. I think that top seven that went, those are the guys that you'd, I'd be considering over this next tier of running back. Um, but I probably would take all three of them over James Cook just right now, um, not knowing where everyone goes, knowing that they have a better chance of being a three down back. Now, any of them could not, turn out to be nothing and, and you know James Cook turned out to be a great receiving back or even more. Um he James Cook is Dalvin Cook's little brother. I don't know if you knew that or if you'd heard of that. Uh but he's definitely it, it, from what I say he runs kind of like Dalvin, but he's a lot smaller. So definitely not gonna think you're getting a two point Dalvin Cook. Um but we'll see where landing spots go. But I'll probably take these guys over him. So in this situation, I'm gonna take Zamir White. I think he's got the best chance to be, you know, a three down back and, and if he can stay healthy, he has all the tools to do it. So we'll go running back here, Zamir White. And after him, uh, Trey McBride, who is the top tight end in the draft out of where go out of Colorado State. And then I believe that is Royce White, another uh, running back, Rashad, Rashad, Rashad White, yeah, Arizona yeah. State. Um, so he's kind of in that tier with Beatty, Kyron Williams, Pierce, um, Zamir White. They're all kind of in that 
it, for me, it's going to be landing spot for them, like four through seven or eight, any of them. They're all kind of in the same spot right now. I think Hall is clearly by himself. Walker and Spiller, I, I like Walker a little bit better, but they're kind of that next tier and then the rest of the group. Um, so any of these guys, you'll we'll see who can kind of step through and be that you know fourth and fifth guys in the class uh, just with a really good landing spot and opportunity. Yeah, that's fair. That that makes a lot of sense. Um, I uh, I kind of like the spot that I'm in. Uh, I didn't expect Kyron Williams to get here, and I, I'm at the same time I'm not sure how I I feel about him. <laughs> like he's like your uh, like your captain who'll like do it all, he'll do whatever you ask kind of a guy. Uh, and he reminded I didn't I didn't see any comps like this. This is purely me just like making stuff up. But he kind of reminds me of Danny Woodhead. Of uh, just like that, do it all, mm-hmm. jack of all trades kind of guy, and I love Danny Woodhead. Um, There's some great uh, fantasy times. I don't even want to say years, but times for for uh, for Woodhead. Um, but he just, I, I don't see the opportunity of him ever being a starter in any capacity. You know, the uh, back end of a timeshare. You know, in a, a yeah, uh, not an average backup, but like above average backup maybe. And I don't know if I want to take my shot on that. Um, David Bell is kind of interesting. Uh, not the fastest guy. Um, but, and I, I see this word thrown around a lot, like crafty. And I, I know you'll get this reference. Will I, I don't know if anyone else will. I comp him to Jamie Moyer. Like Jamie he doesn't, Moyer. He doesn't yeah. throw particularly <laughs> hard. Uh, but Jamie Moyer was just like, he, he knew what throws to throw. He was like pinpoint accurate and he just yeah. made his way around the batter. Yeah, um, you don't see so, too many of them in baseball anymore. Everyone's throwing a hundred, but yeah, he was one of those, you know, more of a pitcher than a thrower. Like everyone's trying to throw fast as they can, as hard as they can. He was just trying to hit his spots and try to trick you more than anything. And you know, yeah, I could definitely see that. Right, it, it, Kyron is definitely a really good pass protecting, receiving, route running. He's going to have a role, that's for sure. It's just he's not huge. He's not that big. Is he going to be able to be an every down back? Maybe not. I think you're going to get a lot of, like, outside of your top two or three guys, you're going to have a lot of depth running backs that you'll be happy to have as your fourth or fifth guy. Maybe they have a couple of weeks where they can step in and be the starter because the starter goes down. And maybe you capitalize, you know, if you can trade them for a future pick or a player, if you capitalize on that. Or at the very least, it's good depth for when when you have a guy go down. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I, I mentioned those two because ultimately they're not the ones I'm going to go with. Um, I, I think this is probably either a prime spot or a little early for Malik Willis. Willis, if you want to play that game, uh, you know I don't think I need to say too much uh, about mm-hmm. him. Like an amazing rusher, you know, his, his arm is just, is just crazy. It just might take a year, which I think you saw with Lamar Jackson, right? Like he played mm-hmm. behind uh, uh, what's his name. Um, Flacco for not the whole year because Flacco got hurt at the end. Um, but most of the year, I think Lamar came in for like the final four games or something. And then the next year he took off. Like I could see uh, Willis needing this, the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Whether he'll, he'll get the same kind of thing or just jump into a starter role. I don't know. Cause I could see the Panthers just being like here, uh, save Matt rules job, please. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. No, know, that's true though. You and you have a coach that's kind of on the brink there. They're going to do whatever they can to save their job. 
yeah, yeah, they don't have the ability to to sit and wait and be like, no, I need another year, you know, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work out. So I could see him grabbing him here, or I see grabbing him here. I, I think if I was desperate for a quarterback, I I would consider it. Um, but I'm going to go in another direction, and I think I'm going to grab a running back that you didn't talk about, Will. Um, which which scares me that <laughs> it's a terrible one. Um, by ADP, it's a tad bit of a rich, uh, a, a jump. Like he looks more mid to late second. Um, but Brian Robinson is actually going to be the guy that I'm going to grab here. I'm not sure if he'll ever be like a an amazing starter, but I could see him getting a starting job eventually. He's just a big, strong man. Like he's just he's the kind of guy dude. that he just tries to batter, you know, right through the line. Um, like, a, you know, a lot of uh, comps had him saying like, you look like a linebacker kind of a deal, like your stereotypical <laughs> phrase. Um, yeah, there are injury risks with how he plays. Uh, and there's definitely the risk of him just being like a change of the pace kind of a guy. Um, but, you know, I can see, you know, if somebody goes down in front of him, he takes a role and, you know, he might not be a three down back, but he gets a lot of work and on the right team, a lot of touchdowns. Like a lot of times you see these big bruising guys uh, like Tolbert or Blunt um, and it, sure, they don't rack up 100 yards, but they can end up with 50 yards and a touchdown or something like that. And it's a good fantasy <clears> day. Um, so it's kind of a play onto that, you know, sure, the opportunity could arise that he ends up you know, as a, a full-time starter and getting that touchdown work. And he's pretty solid. I doubt that uh, probably just more of an average guy. Uh, but for somebody that took wide receiver in the, in the first round and didn't think he was going to get a solid running back, I'm happy with him. Um, so I will go ahead and just lock him in here and, and, and be happy that I'm walking away with a running back. Yeah. I mean, I think people are a little worried that he's just more of a two down plotter uh, and he's older too. Uh, but you know, at this stage, we're not not sure who's going to go where. If he gets ends up going to a good situation, even if the industry doesn't like him, he'll move up boards just because he'll have opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've seen it with a lot of San Francisco guys. Yeah, <laughs> it just flew up the board. Trey Sermon was a second round pick last year until he went to San Francisco, and then he mm. got first. And uh, who was the other guy? Keyshawn Vaughn. Vaughn. That yeah. Work. <laughs> Neither of them worked out. Wow. Nope. Uh, <laughs> what a mess. Um, but uh, David Bell went right after mine, and then Kyron Williams there at the 205, Watson, and then we had a quarterback run. I find this hard to believe um, that it's actually going to play out like this. But Malik Willis went at the 206, Kenny Pickett went at the 208. Um, we did have uh, Sky Moore go there at the 209, and then uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name either, Will Corral? Matt Corral, like Golden Matt Corral. Corral. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he <laughs> went there at the 210. I, I would assume Pickett would be more around your area and Corral in the third, but I mean, what do I know? Yeah. And then Pierce at the 211. Were you considering any of these quarterbacks here? Or? Um, pro- I mean, I think Willis and Pickett are just the NFL definitely likes them more than most. So it'll come down to draft capital. Like the ones that get drafted in the first round, they're going to be the ones that probably have the longer leash. They're the ones that the NFL is telling you they like. So. That's the ones that I think are worth drafting here in the first, you know, in the second round, third round. Willis goes top 10. You might see him sneak into the first round. Someone's QB needy and they just, you know, want to take a shot on a, a good mobile quarterback that can throw as well. You know, I've seen all of these guys come into the league. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see, you know, Willis, if he's the first guy off the board, if he's a top 10 NFL pick, if he sneaks in the first round. But, and most of these guys, I think you'll see, you know, maybe one or two in the second and 
and then the rest kind of into the third. But it, it's not a super deep draft at like all the positions. So it's you know it's it's always going to look weird when you see a couple you know someone go early. But it's like well, it's not like this is a crazy deep receiver draft or crazy you know receiver is probably the best thing in the draft outside of those top running backs. But it's not like super deep at anything. So someone's got to get drafted in the second round, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, you you mentioned a lot of the guys go off. Most of the receivers that I'd be hoping for probably went off as well there with Watson, with Moore, with Bell. Um, so you're probably receiver wise looking at um, Wandell Robinson uh, out of Kentucky. You're looking at John Mechie, uh, another Bama receiver. Um, Justin Ross, who was like top, you know, five guy, you know, a year or two before his draft. Um, he's still here out of Clemson. And then Tolbert uh, out of Southern Alabama, I believe it is. So you got a couple receivers. No one that I'm super thrilled to get here. So like at this stage, especially as like a, you know, playoff team at the back of the round, you're probably looking, you know, maybe if you want to get a young quarterback, but. At this stage, you're just looking at taking shots on running backs. And there's still a couple that I, I like. Pierce, who I spoke about, he just went right before me. But uh, Tyler Beatty is still available. Um, some other guys that I like in this range, I, I think you, Kyron went as well. You took Robinson, White. Um, Ty Chandler is another one. He's pretty far down on the ADP. Like A lot of these guys, ADP is going to be weird until we see the draft and then like really people start doing rookie mocks where you'll see these go. I don't think it really has rookie mock ADP. I think we just filter everyone else out. So it is like these guys are all, are all being drafted against other people. So you're probably seeing a lot of these guys, you know, maybe only a few mocks happening and they're all probably startup mocks really. Right. But for me, it'd be looking I'll be taking um, Batty uh, just because he you know, he was someone I was considering earlier in, at the end of this first round. I think he'll probably be a mid-second round pick, um, depending, like I said, White, Pierce, Beatty, Williams, like those four, um, um, maybe uh, the other White and, and Ty Chandler. Those six kind of really could be anywhere from four to nine, right? All of them are right in that range. You know, you get the James Cook in there as well. So, the, I I think I like Beatty the the best out of all of them, and he's still available. So, pretty easy pick here. I kind of talked about him. Got good balance. He's a good receiver, and I said he's one of the best at security, being a ball security as well. He's a little undersized, but that's you know something that unfortunately in this draft, I think you're going to see a lot of at the running back position or like. They're undersized or they're big and they're not very fast. So you're not seeing a lot of total packages here, unfortunately. Um, let's see if I can get his size. Yeah, I don't have his info here, but uh, he's definitely, from what I remember reading, he was undersized. Um, so I think it's probably reasonable you'll get him at the end of the round here. Um, but as a, like I said, you know, playoff team, ideally, you know, 12, I, you, either you trade it for the pick or you are the champ of the league. You have a pretty good team in place. Ideally, you have a lot of running backs or a lot of receivers. You got your quarterback set. You're just looking to plug and play running backs when you're at this position, when you're top, you know, four team in the league. So and most of the time, you're just hoping to take your shots there. So that'll be what I'm doing here. 
looking to snag Tyler Batty once I find where he is on the list here, since ADPs are all weird. Anybody you're hoping gets to you as I'm looking for him? Uh, yeah, I think uh, you helped me out here. Uh, Jalen Tur- uh, Tolbert, who I will talk about. Um, Batty's not that far down. He's like uh, eight down, I believe. Uh, you have there Sam is, Howell, yeah, Pierre Strong. Yeah. So, got Beatty, uh, Wand- Wandel Robinson, and Sam Howell, UNC quarterback, who he is crazy. Him and I already forget his name, um, but the Oklahoma quarterback, like they were the top two guys. They were like the can't miss dudes going into this college season. They were going to be the top two quarterbacks. And, um, Howell, you know, didn't play horrible, but didn't play great and had other quarterbacks just play better than him. He's still here in like the top five, but I already forgot his name. Um, the maybe Spencer Rattler, maybe um, he, the Oklahoma quarterback just completely imploded, lost his job to a freshman and Oklahoma still played well with this freshman quarterback. But I, tra- I think he transferred, I want to say to like South Carolina or somewhere on the um, Southern East Coast school. So it'll be interesting to see how he can reform himself. But that's the thing, you know, you're two out. You have these quarterbacks that look great. And I think, you know, most people are still really excited about the top quarterbacks um, coming out next year. But you never know what, you know, one year someone gets hurt, someone just completely implodes. Um, you just don't know. But I think um, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, top two quarterbacks for next year. I think they're a little more insulated, but we will see. Yeah, it, it just takes one year. You know, if you think back to to last year, uh, Chuba was a, a second round guy. Where if he had come out the year prior, he would have been a first round guy. Yeah, because he'd had just a, a monster year. So yeah, I mean that one year, man, it, it just dooms you. Um, it, it's rough to come back from. But uh, like I said earlier, uh, Jalen Tolbert is the one that I've been wanting here. Um, I was kind of worried because according to ADP. Uh, it was going to be kind of dicey. Like he might have been the, the next guy up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you grabbing baddie helped out there. Um, I don't know what to make of Tolbert. Like he seems like he has everything. Yeah. Uh, his, his routes are smooth. He's got good speed, good burst. He's pretty strong. Uh, he, he seemingly does it all. If I remember correctly, I think I'm thinking of the right person. Uh, He's done like a duff, a bunch of different sports. Like he's not just a one sport guy. Um, he does a lot, but then he just drops just the dumbest stuff. <laughs> he has these bad drops. Um, and if there's any sort of uh, like contested catch, difficult catch, you know, the odds of him coming down with it just aren't that high. Um, and I'm assuming those are the qualities that's dropping him down because I can't seem to find anything else that's a problem with him. Everything else is just stunning, but. You know, if he could figure that out, um, you know, fix the drops there, he would be, you know, probably a a wide receiver two for a team or something to that degree, Mm. Uh, which is all you're really asking for (laughs) when you're, you know, picking in the third round and you're just throwing darts at people. So I I think he's got the physical tools. I hope someone can come in and fix the pass catching. If so, awesome. If not, then he will probably amount to nothing outside of some nice plays every once in a while (laughs) when, you know, coverage is broken or something. So. We'll go ahead. I will uh, lock in Mr. Tolbert here. I got one pick left, and we're definitely down in the part of draft that I do not know anyone. So that'll <laughs> Just be... throwing darts. Yeah, we will be throwing some darts there. Um, and 
Let's see here. Okay, next up. So we had um again here, Will, tight end uh Widermeyer. I I haven't looked at them too much. Something I don't know how to that, that yeah, I think White Widermeyer sounds sounds right. Looks it's right. Yeah. It's gonna get. Yeah. Um and then we had uh Riddler, uh another tight end. Oh wow, a lot of tight ends here. That's yeah, okay. a little tight end um, run. The Woods went, um, Allier, Strong. Pierre Strong was actually the one I was considering if Tolbert had went. Um, I, I thought he was a uh, he was an interesting option. You know, probably never a a starter, but could maybe mm-hmm. find himself as like a committee, maybe. Yeah, and at I this thought, stage, that's pr- you know your third round, so exactly you're not that's finding kinda, your three down you know, backs here anymore. Exactly. So I thought he was he was interesting, um, and then three more tight ends: um, Otten, Likely, and Dolchich. I've never even heard of him. Yeah, I haven't um, even seen. I don't think he's even on my list. Dolce. Yeah, we're uh, definitely in the in the realm. Yeah, where, no, he, uh, he went to UCLA, so he's pretty far down. Okay, but I, there you I go. Yeah, there. we're definitely in a, a weird spot with ADP. Um, yes. Surprisingly enough, there's some people here, uh, Justin Ross and John Michi, who were like next on the line of ADP when you were picking, I believe. But no one went receiver since and, yeah, you took a receiver. Me. <laughs> I ended that trend, I guess. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah, the pick is yours, my friend. Yeah, um, so still a couple of decent running backs left. I think I was talking there about um, Ty Chandler uh, out of North Carolina. Let's see, yeah, North Carolina. Um, another guy that's a plus with ball security. I think he was the other one that had a, a really good track record, not fumbling, um, and he was you know stuck behind Javante Williams and the blanking on the Jets running back um, two UNC guys who came out last year uh, rookie from oh, the Jets man. last yeah. year um, those two oh, were no. the starters in North Carolina so I don't think he had too much opportunity in 2020s for NFL or college season but um, 2021 he took over he was the Michael you know, Carter the back. Michael Carter I to interrupt you that was no. going to bother me the rest yes. of the day yes <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he good ball security. He's, he's definitely really fast. Uh, he is on the older side as well, and um, you know, power was a big question mark for him. Some other running backs that are interesting. You got um, Zaquandre White out of South Carolina. Very elusive, very athletic, but more of a project. Um, he's older. Pass protection was a question. Vision, patience. So definitely, I, I believe he's one of the guys. I want to say there's a few. Um, linebackers that converted to running back in this draft. So it's pretty interesting to see a lot of guys switch over. Um, but uh, Ty Chandler would be the running back I'd be looking for. But just to switch it up, I'll take a shot at receiver because I think Mechie and, and Ross are definitely guys that you know should be gone by now, likely. So I imagine they'll be gone at somewhere in the third round, um, maybe even a late second. But I'll, I'll take Alabama receiver John Mechie. Ross has a, a really good pedigree as well, but those Alabama receivers just been pumping out, and I haven't been able to. They didn't get to dig in specifically to the uh, the the wide receiver group here as well, but definitely think both of them are kind of borderline top ten, um, twelve guys receivers in the draft. So we'll go John Mechie out of Alabama. After him, Carson Strong, another quarterback off the board here. Uh, Carson Strong out of Nevada, and I guess uh, Jay Ruckett. Not sure exactly what his first name. Ohio State quarterback or tight end. Yeah, um, 
Justin Ross still here. It's still super there. interesting. Um, I don't think there's an injury to him. Um, uh, okay. So yeah, he's, he's recovering from foot, foot surgery. So not testing at the combine. So that could be hurting him a bit. He's the one that had a spine injury a couple years ago, right? Um, I want to say, because I know he's been on the team for a while now. They're still projecting him to be a day two pick. Um, so... He is 2020 neck surgery. Yeah. He had 46 yeah. catches, 500 yards, three touchdowns, um, 2020 and then foot surgery that required him to miss the first, final three games of 2021. So some injury concerns there, but in the fourth round, not a bad option. Yeah. And if you look at the, the sleeper ADP, he's at 226. The next one's at 351. Yeah. So I don't know why they're avoiding and then you um, have that. Did you do you also have this random Eagles wide receiver? Yeah, <laughs> Devin Allen in here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know uh, what's up with that. I don't know what happened. I know they just signed him. I think he was like playing a different sport or something, or maybe he was in the Olympics. It was really weird. I saw they signed him, but he hadn't played football in like two or three years. So maybe that's why they're looping him in with the rookies. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. But I, I did see that. Um, I will skip Ross since he should be gone. Um, cause there is actually two people, um, that I have information for <laughs> that I actually looked hey, up. Hey, there you go. Um, Some guys to talk about. One of them was somewhat more interesting than the other. So I think the guy that I'm going to go with is Calvin Austin, uh, a wide receiver out of, I don't know where, um, hold on. Let me, oh, Memphis. Um, so he was like your your typical just like playmaker guy like he's not that big uh not that big at all but he he's one of the guys i forget who i was talking about earlier uh he'll he'll do anything um oh yeah the the woodhead comp i don't know who i uh comped a woodhead spiller maybe um I, i don't remember um but he uh He'll do anything you ask him for. Like he's a, like a heart and soul kind of a guy. Gotcha. Um, and you know, you have somebody like that. Sometimes they could just play themselves into a role, like a wide receiver role, just because you know you're gritty. You'll you'll do whatever. You'll move the chains. You you just find a way. Uh, to me, he seems like that kind of a guy. Um, so he's the one I'm gonna pick. Uh, the other one that I did have some information on was Alec Pierce. He's just like your deep bomb guy. Uh, your, your D-Jax, your, you know, uh, a couple years back, Donovan Peoples-Jones kind of a deal. Um, so they're always kind of fun to pick because, you know, you can run in a straight line and, you know, <laughs> in college and in the NFL. And as long as you're fast, it could work out. Um, so not a bad fourth round pick, but I'll take my shot on Calvin Austin here and, and just grab another wide receiver. Complete dart throw. Um, we had a linebacker. What is going on? <laughs> yeah, I see. I scrolled down a bit, and it was there was a it was very. I had to scroll down a good bit to to get to like the next batch of running backs and receivers, uh, which was interesting. Um, yeah, this is okay. Um, this is going to be because I picked. I set up the draft as like judge just bench people. Um, but what has happened if you're not on YouTube is they've just drafted a bunch of defensive players: a linebacker, a defensive back, a lineman, another defensive back, another defensive back, another lineman. Um, Ross is still there <laughs> for some reason. Um, we did have a running back here go. Uh, looks like McCormick. Um, can't click on him at this point. Oh, yeah. So I'm looking, trying to look yeah, through to see if there's McCormick. any other guys. Um, I had to scroll down to find some people, but um, yeah, I, I'm going to imagine that Ross is probably gone and, and 
maybe even Zaquandre White. So another guy that I'll, I'll, I'll shout out here just to talk about someone different um, is Jerome Ford out of Cincinnati. Um, I think he's kind of in that, you know, that Brian Robinson, strong price, uh, Harris, Ford, Kendra Ingram, you know, White kind of in that range. Um, he was, you know, a plus in speed, uh, agile, good receiver. Um, vision was something that that it was a knock of his vision, elusiveness and pass protection. So going to need to obviously uh, work on that if you want to be on the field at that point. Um, but, I mean, he's he's only a sophomore coming up, but he's eligible to come out 5'10", 2'10". So um, decent size, obviously not the tallest, but, you know, 2'10", you at least want to be over 200 if you're running back coming out. So he's, uh, he's, he's interesting, and, and I imagine the other guys will probably be gone. So just to take someone it's a little off the board there to give us someone else to talk about there, uh, Jerome Ford out of Cincinnati. There we go. Um, I, I just I had a name pop into my head. Um, down the ADP board was a, a player by the name of Devin Tompkins, and it Ooh, reminded me of wow. Kembrell Tompkins. Do you remember? Yes, him? yes. <laughs> Kembrell Tompkins was the Patriots. Yep. Yeah, I feel like he came in, and there was another rookie at the same time, and they both sucked. And I, <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Uh, we're at the end of the podcast, and yeah. I have the time to do it. If so. you've listened this far, up. now yeah. you get into random obscure <laughs> references from Steve. For real, so we're gonna we're gonna find this guy, and it will be see. Hey, he played in the CFL. Kembrel Tompkins did. Kembrel Tompkins, I'm good for you. Get Apparently your money. He's on man. Raiders.com too, so he must have been a Raider. I, yeah, I imagine he bounced around, maybe even like practice squads or training camps a bit. Yeah, I just uh, definitely good enough to make someone's camp. Oh yeah, he bounced around uh, Patriots, Raiders, Patriots again, and then went to the Jets. Um, so he was with the Patriots in 2013. So that is the roster that I'm going to look at here. There you go, Patriots roster 2013, and we will see if I can find Aaron Dobson. That Aaron Dobson, that very quickly. The name. Both of these yes. young guys, and they just did nothing. It was oh man, I wasn't Great doing pull. rookie mocks, but they were probably drafted high and just. <laughs> Oh yeah, and that's the thing. We we went through a bunch of different players, and there'll be a ton of these guys that are just complete busts. Um, you just never know. You, there's guys that we think are going to be bulletproof, but and there's guys you're going to be high on, but it, unfortunately, they're they're rookies. There are guys that are just not meant for the league, even if they look like they are in college. Um, so you just gotta take a look at some film, take a look at some landing spots and, and just kind of take your best shot, you know, do what's right for your roster, take good value and, and see what happens. Yeah. And, and don't weight anyone's opinion too high. Cause mm -hmm. everyone thought Nikhil Harry was great. He was the top wide receiver in that draft. He was like anywhere between second and like fifth overall. And he hasn't done anything, you know, CH was the one one. We put, we both liked that. Uh, that obviously didn't work. Um, Jerry Judy was supposed to be situation proof, and that hasn't worked out yet. Situation has changed. So, you know, he's going to be good. But yeah, it's just every player is different, you know? Yeah, it's but, true. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun exercise, minus that last round where all the defensive players went. Um, <laughs> it, it was a, uh, a fun preview. Now, I believe next week, Will, we have our NFL draft prediction show. Yes, that'll be either next week or the week after, but assuredly before the NFL draft in two weeks. Yeah, which is uh, super fun. I love sitting down over the weekend and, and 
and deciding where people are going to go and making up scenarios in your head. And, you know, I'm going to pick this person to the Eagles in the second. And then you realize the Eagles don't have a second. You're like, ah, they'll trade for one. <laughs> they'll, they'll work it out. <laughs> well, we'll have to see what we want to put on the line. Cause we, you know, last year put kind of like final say on um, one of our picks on the line, but we don't have any draft picks this year together. So no, we don't, we have a yeah. third, don't we? No, we have, I think we traded everything for future picks and, and then current players. So we've got, Starting to build back up our 23 draft. We have, I think, two thirds and a, I think we traded a third and a fourth for a player and like a third. Really? I thought we had. No. We yeah, have no picks right. this year. <laughs> Zero. Zilch. Man, I thought we had one left. Okay. Man. No, we traded it. We traded that one pick. And we traded a two thirds and a fourth, as well as J.K. Dobbins, for Josh Jacobs and a 23 uh, yeah. third. Yeah, right at the end of the season, trying to make that run. So it was more just, you know, overwhelm him with current picks and see if he can, and we got a 23rd pick back. So slowly building up, hopefully we will have a a full slate of picks. We've got a first and two thirds and 23, but nothing here in 22. So good. I think it's a decent draft to, to miss out on. Yeah, and I think that was the plan originally because for the longest time, this was a in the trenches kind of draft. And then, uh, I mean, the, the quarterbacks, as you see, you know, there's no Kyler or Trevor Lawrence going in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, the running backs is only a couple. The wide receiver groups is is deeper. Um, and yes. the tight ends. I mean, you had Hawkinson two years ago and Pitts. You know, McBride is nothing on that level. So uh, overall, yeah, it is a downdraft. So a good one for us to uh, to be missing out on, I think. Yes. Cool. Well, that is going to wrap up the show here, Will. Uh, until the uh, until that next draft prediction show, knock out some mocks and uh, trust your board.